welcome to the Children's Activity Business Academy podcast. I'm Chrissy Monaghan, your host, and I'm here to help you start, grow and scale your business with confidence. And in today's podcast, I want to talk to you about the importance of knowing your numbers. That's right. When I say numbers, I mean your finances, not how many children you have in the class. (laughs) So, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because... You need to really understand actually how much it costs you to run a class because there's so many costs to keep track of from insurance to the venue hire to travel, fuel, your marketing, like your payment gateway, subscriptions. And if you're part of a franchise, you'll also be paying your management fees, like your royalty fees. Now, I wanted to talk about this is because I want to tell you a story about a business that I've been helping um, over the course of the year since probably about May and how I help them um, basically get themselves out of a bit of a pickle into uh, profitability. So if you are not right now tracking your costs daily and your income daily, you should be, okay? You should have a spreadsheet definitely on the go and what I used to do is every time I sold a place or, or a ticket, um, it would go into that spreadsheet so I could see what the numbers were doing. And I'd be tracking that like every week, like every day, obviously, but every week because I needed to know exactly which locations were profitable, which ones weren't, so I could do something about it. Um, so you need to be like keeping track of these things because... If you don't have enough money coming into the business every month to cover all those costs, you're not viable. And if it's happening every month, then something is definitely not working and you need to act. <laughs> like So after today's podcast, if you're not doing this right now, it might be worth you just diving into your finances, download obviously the, the bank statements from a spreadsheet or whatever bank account you're using and check actually what's coming in and what's going out um, every month and to see how well your business is performing. So back to my story. So when this business approached me, they were wanting to obviously increase the sales in their business, uh, get more children taking part in their activity. And they also wanted to launch a holiday club. And obviously that that's common sense because holiday clubs are very lucrative Um, And obviously, if you can get them done right, then obviously they can bring in a big chunk of money. And if you have them happening, you know, like in Easter and the May holidays and the summer holidays and the October holidays, it's quite a big part of your business plan. So I completely understood why they wanted um, to include it. So they were asking for help to get that going. And we got the um, the Easter club off the ground. So we, we made it happen, uh, had three weeks to advertise it, absolutely hammered it. Um, and we got it to a position where it broke even. And we had to make that camp happen because we were going to use all the social proof, all the active social proof um, for the summer. So we had to do it. Now, the business at the time only actually had about £100 in the bank account. Um, and, and obviously, these things can creep up on you, which is why I was saying about making sure you know the numbers. Because 
like venues like invoice in different ways sometimes they want their money up front sometimes they want it in a rear sometimes they don't even invoice you to like a year later like some of them have different systems and if you've not got the money actually in the bank account for when all your debts are called in technically you're bankrupt <laughs> so it's something you've got to obviously keep an eye on every day my recommendation because uh, i use starling and i absolutely love it is that you can create spaces within your bank account and every time money comes in so like if a sale of a product came in or a ticket you can split that off as a contribution going towards venue costs uh, insurance marketing etc that way the money is in the right spaces and it can't be touched and then what's left in the pot is yours and that's what you get paid with <laughs> so this business um, we're in a little bit of a pickle and we had to get them out of that uh, situation very, very quickly because I knew that if we didn't, we were going to be in trouble. OK, so basically, what did we do? Right. So first of all, and, and lots of people should still do this as well, because you'd be probably spending money that you don't need to spend. Cancel any subscriptions that you don't need, like with immediate effect. OK, so because there's lots of stuff that can come out of your bank account and you might not even know it's coming out. OK, so cancel any subscriptions. We then went and spoke to the venues to ask them for a venue payment plan. And they were very um Good. The venues came back. And obviously, sometimes if you're working with cancel venues, as long as you're making some contribution um, and you're clearing that debt, then then they're going to be cool with you. I can't see them obviously taking any further action. So we went off, spoke to venues. Speak to your franchise or if you're part of a franchise and you need help. OK, because they're there to help you. Um, we took all the activity we could outside with immediate effect at where we could use anything for free. So that saved on the venue hire. And then we reduced and merged classes to cut costs. OK, so we weren't paying so much venue hire out. So if you've only got a class and you've got like two kids in one class and you've got five in the other don't mess around in these situations. Just merge them together. Get yourself back on your feet. Cut those venue hires. So it's basically it was all about cutting as much expenditure as quick as possible. So we did that. Then we went, OK, let's look at the income now. What income streams have we got that we can generate cash flow quickly? So what did we do? We put a plan in place straight away to chase every single customer, every single customer that had booked with them who hadn't renewed yet had to be contacted. And I said to them, you need to phone them. You need to text them. You need to email them. We need an answer out of them if they're coming back or not. And we need them to pay because we need to get cash into this business as fast as possible. So they went off and did that. That generated some revenue quite quickly. We went out and invoiced anybody that we were due to be working with in the summer to obviously bring that money in. And we went out seeking work within the community, um, approaching nurseries or schools um, and other community work because we were doing stuff in for council. So we went out and actively looked for income. Now, this all happened in April. So it was all like pretty much full on for them. They just run their holiday club. Then they had to go out and do this. So that put us in a position for May. Um, and obviously they had their classes up and running in May and May term was just about surviving and cutting costs and we did that the next job was to get everything ready for the summer holidays so we could have a really good program because 
they wanted to run like a four week program. And when we costed out like the ages of the children that we're going to have, like the numbers of the kids that we're going to have, it was going to be worth about a potential 10K plus to the business. And where you place your attention is where the magic happens. And I knew that we needed to make sure that that was where the focus was. So what did we do? We evaluated the Easter holiday camp straight away. We worked out what worked, what didn't work. We went and looked at every other holiday provider across the area because they felt like they were a little fish in a big pond and they weren't wrong. There were some other businesses out there who were well established in the holiday uh, club sector who were doing their, their thing. They were doing their business. But I did a SWOT analysis of what they were doing and I could see that what we could do to make them look different and give them a way to compete was A, they had to move away from providing a single activity because that was just not going to be appealing enough to customers and to parents. They needed to provide a more rounded experience. So that was the first thing we did. This business also were parents. It was um, a wife and husband duo and they were providing like a family feel. And so I was like, okay, what we need to do is focus on that because these other businesses weren't. There were big companies that are national and therefore they, they just employ staff. What we could do with this business is give the family feel and make the parents feel that they were just leaving their children in the care of other parents and it was like home from home. So that's how we pitched them. We pitched them as a family business. So we then mapped out a marketing plan that was going to take them straight up until the holiday clubs. That included all the social media planning, the email marketing, attending community events and school events, basically to get as much visibility as possible across the area, which they did really, really well. They went away. I asked them to plan out each week, each day for each age group. So we had a clear plan of what we were going to market. And then we went out there and showcased what was going to be happening during those weeks, during those days, through graphics, images, videos, live, every opportunity we had to showcase. That's what we did. Now, what really got us excited was when an opportunity came up for some funding through the HAF funding, which was the healthy and um, the food initiative. And so we jumped on it straight away. And um, the business sent an email off. They had a call and started the process of completing an application. And after some back and forth, and then obviously we did some checking off and everything. Cause remember, I used to tell you I used to be a director of a London charity. I used to do loads of fundraising applications. And they finished it all off. We changed a couple of tiny little tweaks in it and sent it off and it was submitted. And we crossed our fingers and toes to see if this application was successful. And we got the news in July that it had been approved and it was all systems go to get the message out to the families in those areas that who were eligible that they could come to Holiday Club for free as their place would be funded. So this was brilliant because not only were this club like providing a valuable service to children 
who needed it during this time. It was also like so it's like like a social corporate social social responsibility role there, and they were also obviously providing um, holiday care for parents that were working. So it was great. It was a win win. So they secured over six thousand pounds worth of funding, um, which was amazing because that was going to get them off to a really really good start. And then they turned the rest of their attention to selling the places for the remaining days and weeks and the first week saw over 70 children booking the second week was over 100 and then they were selling out like the fourth week they had an amazing summer camp I couldn't have been so proud of them they did so so well this coupled with their summer contract work that they had meant the way we were back into profit which meant everything, all the debts could be cleared and they could be ready to start a September term in a much better position. And they also knew that they could run their holiday clubs, which now means they've given themselves an extra um, income revenue stream to their business going forward. So what did they learn right from this? Okay, so what did they learn? First of all, they learned know your numbers, know the finances like every day. <laughs> And then they also learned how to market like a pop star to get results, okay? They had to put it out there. Now, they told me if I hadn't helped them in, in April, they probably would have just given up on that first holiday camp because you have to be like a dog with a bone with these things. You've just got to keep going and be persistent and do as everything, as much marketing as possible so that you can then be sort of in your head like, well, I've done everything I could possibly do in order to get my places sold. That's when you'll know you're marketing like a pop star. And I obviously helped him with my knowledge, my know-how and support, really, a lot of support and accountability. Um, because if they, if they hadn't had that, like, I feared that this business could have gone to the wall and that would have been a real shame because... It would have been no fault of the, their own. It's just these things happen and it's and it's been like a difficult time, etc. with COVID and stuff. So I wanted to tell that story because if you're out there right now looking at your numbers, thinking, oh, God, I'm not getting enough kids in. I'm not covering my costs. Do those things like, first of all, take action. Don't put your head in the sand and think it's all going to go away. You need to take action and you need to take it quickly. Cut all expenditure where you can straight away. Make tough decisions about classes or closing locations if they're not working, okay? Merge classes where you can as well. But what you can also do is come and work with me. Come and get involved in the free content that I put out there. Like I'm running my five-day challenges, which you can join in the market like a pop star five-day challenges. I have a course that's available called the Deliver Sales Sales Strategy course, which can help you create more sales in your business. And I give lots of free advice and tips on my Facebook page, on LinkedIn and Instagram, but I hang out mainly on Facebook. But don't just carry on soldiering on. You have to take action with these things quickly and they can be turned around. They honestly, you can turn things around. And if you're stuck right now, reach out, okay? Reach out to me and I'll see if I can help you. So I'm really pleased I was able to help this business because I do feel passionate about helping people um, in situations where they need it. And obviously, they were willing to learn and take advice and put the work in. And so that was definitely a big tick from me. And that's why I helped them. 
So next time on the podcast, I'm going to be telling you a story about how I helped a business owner who had an extensive background in marketing and how I taught them how to market at a local level, which I call street marketing, because that's what you've got to do out there at a local level. So have an amazing day and I will catch you all very soon. Bye for now.